Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Businessman Jake Hunsaker has announced today his bid for Utah's 4th Congressional District. Uh, This has been a hotly debated and intense district for a number of years, flipping from Jim Matheson on the Democratic side to Mia Love on the Republican side to Ben McAdams on the Democratic side to Republican Burgess Owen. Uh, It's also drawn a lot of national attention and a lot of support. Millions and millions of dollars have flowed into the races in this district, uh, often from out-of-state interests. Uh, again, from both sides of the aisle. It's always a uh, a real intense contest. Uh, Jake joins us on the line today, having just launched his campaign. Jake, welcome to the program, and welcome to the 4th Congressional District race. Thank you so much, Boyd. So great to be on, and I think we all have a lot to talk about. Um, I, I think we're aligned on a lot of things, but it's a pleasure to be here. Well, let's uh, let's start with uh, why this, why now. Uh, you, I always have to question that. You know, there's a, sl- a slight sanity check of you're you're a successful businessman. You're doing a lot of great things. Uh, why this race? Why now? Well, let me say this. I'm, I'm, I'm from a family of 11 children, and your sanity check uh, would resonate with every single one of them. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not so sure sometimes myself, but what I can say is this. You know, when I look around at the Republican Party and I think about what the party was when I was a child and, you know, the 90s era in which I was raised and the principles that I, was, that I had instilled in me, and then I look at the party of today, that's reactive in many ways, that I feel is not really leading out on issues that are so key to voters here in the 4th District and in Utah and in the nation generally, I feel a little bit aimless and directionless and homeless. And it is so important to me that we have a viable conservative voice at the table who is leading out on, uh, on these issues and who does show the next generation that conservatism is a winning philosophy. And so right now we're at this intersection and we can choose to continue down a divisive course, one that, you know, closes ranks and doesn't reach out to new voters, one that chooses sound bites over solutions, or we can choose to be the party that's going to propel us into a. I think we may have just lost Jake. Hold on. We will attempt to, to get him back. If you're just joining us, uh, we've been talking with Jake Hunsaker. He announced today formally uh, his campaign for Utah's 4th Congressional District. Uh, he is a business uh, person by trade, so this is his first foray into the political space. And uh, do we get him back? Are you there? Are you there? Oh, there we go. We lost you for just a moment there, Jake. Had no problem. Uh, oh, I'm so sorry. I had I had my producers block it out when I said something uh, something stupid. Yeah. <laughs> hey, kidding. that's what that's what staffing is for, and uh, we, we're full support of that as a former staffer. But that's what I was going to go to next. Uh, uh, in my time as a chief of staff, uh, I often got to do the pre-screening of a lot of candidates. So I, I've got two quick questions for you uh, that we're going to yeah. plow through. That were always kind of my gatekeeper test. 
for those. And then uh, you and I will have to have a separate uh, offline conversation about uh, coming from families of 11 children. I think that's something we have in common there. Uh, but the <laughs> I, fir- would, I would love that. The, the first question for you, Jake, is uh, obviously a lot of campaigns these days are centered on, on what you are against, uh, whether that's the other opponent, whether that's the other political party, uh, whether it's the other administration. Uh, and I've always believed that the only way to really win uh, in politics is to have a very clear statement of what you are for. Uh, so what is that? What is it? What's your vision uh, for what you're for in this campaign? Yeah, well, it's very simple, you know, in my mind. I am for a party that is a big tent party. We have seen a narrowing down of the definition of conservatism over the last few years that, frankly, is destructive to political discourse. And it's also destructive to the viability of the party long term. We're not bringing in new voters. We're not bringing in new ideas. And so I think it's very important that we bring in new voters and we have a big tent mentality. That's number one. That's something I feel very strongly about. The second thing, I believe in principled conservatism. And what that means is that when, even when it's inconvenient, even when you know, political expediency says, you know, vote this way or say that, to, you know, dumb down a certain issue or to get the donor dollars coming in or galvanize the base, you know, we don't pick and choose the ways in which we are conservative. We have to be principled and consistent in that conservatism. And that is something that I'm also for. And then the third thing, I believe that we're not solving for the future effectively. When you think about the ambiguity, the ambiguity and, the, you know, the regulatory and ethical uh, uh, unchartered space in technology. You know, this is a space where legislation has not kept up with the pace at which technology is evolving. And uh, there's so much more that we can do along those lines, you know, to fix immigration, to fix healthcare transparency, all of these things that are so complex that no one wants to touch them because we're so busy with the sound bites and the rhetoric. You know, we have to dive in so that the few, we can set ourselves up for success in the future. And really, you know, I'm a 32-year-old. My generation is going to reap the, you know, consequences or benefits or results of the legislation that we pass right now, the rhetoric that we use, the, the political uh, landscape that we leave behind. And we need to do a better job of planning for the future. All right. And then final question for you, just uh, real quick here, Jake. Uh, this is always the last question I would ask a candidate. And that is uh, campaigns are awful. <laughs> they're brutal. They're <laughs> difficult. They're tiring, exhausting, miserable, all of those things. And, mm-hmm. and, and so the question is this. Uh, if you were to go through all of this campaign, what is it that would make it all worth it, even if at the end of the day you ran and lost? Yeah. Well, I think that there are so many, you know, I've, I've been talking to a lot of people here in Utah in District 4. There are so many people that feel completely disenfranchised, that feel homeless, not just in, you know, the current state of, you know, we talk specifically about the party, but in the political discourse and arena generally because it's so toxic. And that does not resonate with the America that we all received from, you know, the generations of people who who brought us to this place and worked so hard to get us here. If I could do one thing in this race, despite all the madness, despite all of the, you know, fundraising and the volunteers and the doors and the calls that this is going to take to create a movement, I hope that this movement gives people 
a space to go where they think there's hope for an American lost in the mix like me. There is hope for civil discourse. There is hope to, through our current political actions and legislation and leadership, pay tribute to the American promise that is so unprecedented and so great. And, and I believe, you know, if I will have accomplished that, it will have been, you know, worth every second of, of effort that I give this. But let me say this, I'm in this to win this because I believe that there's an appetite for it. There's a need for it. The need has never been greater. And I cannot wait to take this case to the voters in next year's primary, at convention, to the delegates, and on to the general election in November. All right, Jake Hunsaker, officially into the fourth congressional race as a Republican. Uh, we appreciate you joining us. I'm sure this is the first of many conversations we'll have over the coming year. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Jake. Thank you, Boyd. We'll talk soon. All right, we're going to step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, we're going to round things out with a focus on the bond of trust and how important it is and how often we allow our weaknesses to become the dominant force in our behavior. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.